Blog Talk Radio. Glamour, fearless, Diva Talk Radio. Are you ready? 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 Are Hello, Divas, and welcome to Diva Talk Radio, a show dedicated to women living with, at risk, and affected by diabetes. I'm your host, Mr. Diva Bedek, and I'm on a quest to glamorize good health. So sit back, relax, and get inspired as we play along with one lucky diva tonight on our lightning bolt round of our popular diabetes self-care game, Diabetes Numerology. Plus, you're not going to want to miss this great lineup of dazzling guests I have on board tonight to help you stay healthy and upbeat about your care. It's all coming up in the next 20 minutes. So hold on, and if you've got any questions or want to make a comment, please call in to our Diva Digits at 347 215 8551. That's 347-215-8551. You know, being a part of Divabetic means raising your voice for outreach, so I'd love to hear from you tonight. And while we're on the line, why don't you just visit our website, divabetic.org. You can play some games, watch some videos, and listen to past shows. But now it's actually time to meet three of the smartest and sexiest diabetes educators from around the country who get to work with me. I'm so fortunate, and I finally refer to all of them as the Charlie's Angels of Outreach. Ooh la la. That's right. Please welcome to the show (laughs) Jessica Isler from Norfolk, Virginia, Judy Wilcox from Hollywood, Florida, and our guest angel tonight, Janice Harris from Washington, D.C. Hi, angels. Hey, Max. How are you? Hi, Max. And hi, Janice. Are you on the line? Yes, I am. How are you? Good. It's good to see you. We were in D.C. in November. We were working on the First Ladies' Tea with the American Diabetes Association. What did you think of that program? It was fantastic. We had loads of fun. I really enjoyed it. And you are associated with Howard University Hospital? That's correct. I'm the program director for the Howard University Hospital Diabetes Treatment Center here in Washington, D.C., well, we're grateful to have you on board. We've outreached. Uh, Jessica and I have been to D.C. a couple of times and, and have outreached there, and we're hoping to go back next year. So welcome aboard the show tonight. We're going to play Hot Topics. This is where we kind of play uh, pretend like we're on The View. I get to be Barbara Walters. You could be Joy Behar, Sherry Shepard, or uh, release your inner, inner Elizabeth. And, Janice, <laughs> you're up first, so I guess you're the new girl on the block. Oh, my. So we're going to talk about some topics that are happening in the diabetes community. Yours tonight is a new study finds that people living with uh, people with a family history of alcoholism face a greater risk of obesity. The link was especially strong in women, where 49% are more likely to be obese when they've had alcoholic family members. The association has grown stronger over time, possibly due to the increase in availability of junk food, which rewards the same part of the brain as alcohol. Have you heard about this link before? Uh, Yes, I have. I've uh, actually uh, heard about the study you're speaking of, and it does show that just recently there seems to be a correlation with alcoholism and obesity. And as you stated, it's primarily due to, I believe, the availability of high caloric foods as well as the marketing of such foods. Uh, So I think maybe the propensity for people to develop obesity having a family history of alcoholism has always been there, but then the environment has made itself so that it has now presented itself in great numbers. 
Do you think we're beginning to look at food as an addiction to, you know, that this kind of study is pointing to that correlation about alcoholism being an addiction issue as well as like maybe people have addiction issues to food? Oh, definitely. I do believe that food can be, you know, addictive, that uh, there are people who do have uh, problems with food um, and actually have that condition, having a food addiction. So I do believe that, you know, there is a strong correlation there. And, it you know, alcohol satisfies, is satisfying to the brain as well as food. It's comforting as well. And so I think that's why there's a strong correlation. Well, thank you, uh, Janice. Moving on, Judy, we're still on that hot food topic and talking about people who have addictions. I know you work down in Hollywood, Florida. Mm-hmm. And a study published recently by the journal Science shows that there's a lot of power in thinking when it comes to eating. Apparently, your imagination can help satisfy your cravings for flavors like ice cream and chocolate without any of the guilt. You just have to imagine yourself enjoying your favorite foods to satisfy the craving. Is that true? Well, I think the mind could be very powerful and that by thinking through having some kind of a craving for something that it could be very satisfying. It's like going and buying, you want to have this beautiful dress and you go try it on and you really can't afford it, but you try it on and it fits okay and and you have that fun of having it. But So when you eat, imagine having an ice cream sundae with toffee bits or caramel or hot fudge, you can kind of get that feeling like you almost had it and you can maybe get through that craving, but I also think you need to have some ideas as far as um, different snacks that you could try, you know, that might not exactly be the same, that might help you if you do have the cravings, because, you know, your mind can be powerful, but so can cravings, and um, it's like smelling something. If you smell it a little bit, they used to say that if you smelled something, you would not want to eat it anymore, so I think it's possible you could do it. It depends how strong you are, but... You know, I'm going to throw a spoke in the wheel, though, on this one. I feel like if you're at an office and you haven't been thinking about food all day, all it, ta- all it takes is for Janice to tell me how she just brought in last, last night's leftover lasagna to get my mind racing that I can't wait to eat now. So, I mean, I do feel there's some truth to it, but then I also feel like sometimes people could throw a, a food topic at you and you haven't been thinking about food all day and suddenly you get going on lasagna, lasagna, and before I know it, I'm like raiding the refrigerator and eating your meal, Judy, or something like that. I'm not, you know, um, well, it's just my opinion. Well, you know why, Max? I think you're right in a way that you could maybe do a little of this, but you have to have some alternatives, some little quick snacks that might fit in to help you with the lasagna, or sometimes all you want is that lasagna and a few bites might be satisfying enough. Well, you know, that lasagna is making me hungry, and I'm not ready to go out to dinner yet with Jessica because I've got a hot topic. You know, we're all about food, 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 Jessica. So, you know, this yes, week I was yes. watching the Today Show with Al Roker, and they raised the question of how ch- how young can a child be to be considered obese? Can a newborn actually be considered obese? You know, that's a really interesting question. I think it's really interesting how the idea of a healthy baby has changed over time. You know, it used to be that a healthy, bouncing baby was what was considered healthy, and now we're coming wise to the idea that, you know, maybe it's not so healthy to have this really, really chubby little baby um, when they're born. Sometimes um, if a baby is born too large, it's called macrosomia, and that could have a lot of um, implications for the baby's future. A lot of times that is a result of um, a woman possibly having having gestational diabetes during her pregnancy. But I think it's a really, really personal and sensitive issue. I can just speak, being a mom of a one-year-old, 
when he was little, they were concerned about him being too small and not gaining enough weight. So it's kind of, you feel like, you know, on either end of the spectrum, you kind of feel attacked if you're the mom because you're the one that's supposed to keep your little, you know, precious angel in perfect health. But, um, you know, it's really um, important to remember that putting on pounds early in infancy is normal for a baby. If you think of them, they more than double or sometimes triple their weight in the first year, but putting too many pounds on too quickly is not. So it can sometimes be a warning sign. If you are concerned about baby size, you need to talk to your pediatrician or a dietitian who can put them, plot their growth, their height, their weight, or their length and their weight on the World Health Organization or CDC growth charts, depending on their age. But um, it's really important that, you know, if a baby is under two, we're using the World Health Organization growth charts and we're looking at for how long this baby is, where is the weight? Are they, um, you know, much larger compared to other babies that length or are they smaller? Um, If they're above the 95th percentile, percentile, it could be a warning sign, but um, you also want to be careful and cautious not to, you know, go putting your baby on a diet. You just want to take a look at... I can't imagine putting an infant on a diet, but I mean, I guess anything is... That would be frightening, but uh, thank you for that. You just want to monitor their growth as they get older. And if you've been listening to the show, you know, this, today we dealt with food, food, food in our hot topics because it is New Year's resolution time. I know a lot of people have issues around food. And actually, Jessica, I'm getting hungry right now. So it's time for <laughs> right. our Dining Out with a Dietitian. So, listeners, if you've been imagining that craving, I need you to imagine now that I've just sat down at a beautiful restaurant called The Soup Plantation with uh, Jessica Isler. It's Soup Plantation <laughs> Sweet Tomatoes. And for those who have not are not familiar with the segment, this is our Dining Out with a Dietitian segment uh, because Jessica is trying to help me tonight as I order something outside to become a better eater, not a perfect eater, outside of my home I'm talking about. And we're going to be specifically talking about how to make a smarter choice or a better choice when you're ordering a salad as an entree. Now, mm-hmm. Jessica, I found Soup Plantation Sweet Tomatoes on my Droid phone by Motorola, courtesy of Verizon, and I went through the menu, and there are millions of, of uh, wonderful salads uh, here. Mm. They also have made-from-scratch soups, hot-tossed pastas, uh, freshly baked breads and muffins, fresh fruit, frozen yogurt, and more. Uh, they consider themselves an all-you-care-to-eat all dining experience. I feel like this is going to be a frightening experience for us tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and well, I know, it can be. <laughs> I, you know, I, I personally think a salad is always a better option than a burger, so I looked right at the menu, and what spoke to me loudest was spinach gorgonzola with spiced pecans and bacon salad. Okay, well, you know what, Um, first things first, Max, I think I just have to get this off my chest and that, you know, one thing that you said is salad's always a better choice, but you've got to be really careful when you're out ordering salad as an entree, you would be shocked at how many calories they can pack into your lettuce leaves, so um, you really want to be cautious. Now, I will say at Soul Plantation Sweet Tomatoes, their options are all very, quite, you know, quite healthy. looking over the nutrition information online, which is really cool. I can do that on my Motorola also. Um, You can see that the serving size is one cup. And we know, that, especially if we're going out to other restaurants, um, because I know you don't just like to go to this place. We like to dine out all the time. The salad portions that they give you are much larger than a cup. So you want to be cautious of that first and foremost. That spinach gorgonzola with spiced pecans and bacon salad is not a 
bad choice necessarily, 230 calories in a cup. Um, but it does have quite a bit of fat, 19 grams of fat, and that's also not counting any of the dressing that you might put on it. So I might encourage so wait, you to in real, choose. In real food, just uh, quickly, in real food concept, is that about as much fat as a burger? Because I do think there is an association that a salad's a better entree than a burger, and I'm just wondering when you talk about fat. Can be. It depends on the burger. Does 19, but yeah, what does 19 about, grams of fat equal in a, you know, something else I would be eating? Is that like fried chicken or is that low? I'm small just curious. Beef. <laughs> It's quite a lot. I mean, I'm if putting you, think you about, on the spot because you're, you're dining out with me. Yeah, you're only supposed to have about 60 grams of fat, depending on the person in a day. So you're looking at quite a large portion of fat just in one cup of, of salad, if that makes kind of sense. Right, so if I had two cups, which so. I would, it would be about 38. And from there, maybe I'd have three be cups because the salad doesn't fill you up. So my mother would and force then you're me to have another cup. Yeah. Exactly. So you're looking at your whole amount of fat in a day with just your salad, and you've are, and you're thinking that you're being really healthy, you know. Um, so you just want to be cautious. I have a few tips when it comes to well, just you know ordering salads in general. All right, but I think we're going to have to put you're going to have to blog about those tomorrow instead because right. we're All running right. out of time on the radio show. And if you're holding your fork or imagining yourself having a salad, get ready because Jessica will be right back with that on the blog tomorrow at divabetic.org. Absolutely, I've got them ready to go. Because you know what? Another beautiful woman just sat down at the table with us tonight, and I'm ready to pass the bow out. Let's meet tonight's numerology contestant, real-life diva living with diabetes. Her name's Rebecca from Westchester, New York. Hi, Rebecca. Hi. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I would love to talk a little bit more and tell the listeners about your story from diagnosis to diva. I had the opportunity to meet you uh, this uh, earlier last November, I should say, at an outreach event we did at the Open Door Medical Clinic, Family Clinic, and uh, I would love if you told our listeners a little bit about yourself. Okay, I was diagnosed about ten years ago, and I had uncontrolled diabetes for about six and a half years. And my doctor recommended gastric bypass surgery in the hopes that it might go away, but you know, not a guarantee. Um, it didn't go away, but I'm taking way less insulin. I was taking 330 plus units. I'm down to 80, and I'm lighter and healthier, and you know, letting my inner diva emerge. Great. Now, uh, again, how long ago did you have that surgery? Um, I had it two years ago. Two years ago. Wonderful. And so you've you've seen a difference in the amount of energy you have and just overall Absolutely. health has my improved? Whole, my whole quality of life improved. Well, um, that sounds great. And I feel the confidence in your voice, angels. Uh, are you there? Hello. We're here. All right. Here. Rebecca, are you ready? I am. I'm supposed to hear my... We supposed to, well, we're going to play. There they go. You know, I don't pay those women enough, so sometimes they take a coffee break when they should be singing, but that's okay. <laughs> it's Diva Talk Radio. Ladies, I'll call you back at the end of the show. In the meantime, uh, Rebecca, this is how diabetes numerology works. I'm going to read you a random blood glucose value along with a real-life situation, and then I'm going to ask you to tell us how you would deal with that situation. Next, the angels will discuss your solution and share some tips for other people listening who are also living with diabetes. Remember, if you're playing along with us tonight, please keep in mind that one solution doesn't work for everyone, so check with your doctor to find out what your specific game plan should be. And I'd love to encourage everyone to download a free, not one, but not two, but three game books of diabetes numerology on our website at divabetic.org. Now, Rebecca, here is your diabetes numerology game blood glucose value, 65. Your scenario 
you're trying on swimsuits next to Suzanne Summers in the dressing room at Macy's. How would you handle that situation? Well, I would say to Suzanne that though I knew I was in the presence of greatness and that she was one of the stars of Three's Company, that I was sweaty and shaking because my blood sugar had dropped. <laughs> and I would ask her if she could be a sweetie and put down the thigh master and run over to my purse and grab my glucose tablets <laughs> and maybe my phone so I could get a snapshot of her, snapshot with her when I was feeling better. So you would uh, you would treat that with uh, glucose tablets? Is that what you're telling me? Yes. Do you consider that a low number or a high number? I consider that a low. All right, Angels. What do you think of uh, Rebecca's uh, solution? Perfect. Love the strategy. <laughs> I think it's great to involve Suzanne in the whole um, treatment as well. <laughs> now, Judy, though, that sometimes idea. people are, glowing, are, are, are going low. They're not really making sense. So although, uh, you know, Rebecca is getting Suzanne to go to her purse, is there another option there, or how would you handle that? Well, of course, the, the the best option is in, in an attempt to, to prevent such situations by her, um, you know, realizing that she's having a day where she's going to be busy, she's out shopping, she's going to be doing more, probably more walking than she would in a normal day. So just take that into consideration and think that maybe you're either going to have to increase your calories on that given day or, you know, monitor your blood sugar more closely. And if you've been taught how to adjust your insulin based on your activity, then you would do that also. So the better option is always try to prevent such a situation. But I love your sense of humor and your um, in, in your way of handling it, and it, it is true that you would go ahead and treat it with glucose tablets right away. But it now, would be better uh, that your person you is know, to you. And, Judy, trying on swimsuits, of course, next to a perennial blonde like Suzanne Summers has got to be stressful. How does how does anxiety and all of that affect your blood glucose? Well, anxiety can kind of make your blood sugar, it can make it go up or down. Um, but one of my biggest concerns for her, Max, would be that she had bariatric surgery and has diabetes. And when you have bariatric surgery, your biggest focus is on eating adequate amounts of protein. So one of the things I might be concerned with, was she getting enough carbohydrates in her diet overall? Because a lot of times you, and when you have bariatric surgery, you, you really focus on getting like at least 70 to 80 grams of protein every day. And sometimes when you have diabetes too, you could miss it and you could have constant lows. So, yeah, I think she might have anxiety about being next to Susan, but maybe she really needs to evaluate her whole diet and see and meet with a diabetes educator to see after that bariatrics if she's getting enough carbs. The other Great thing advice, too is Angels. I really appreciate it. And I want to tell you, Rebecca, if you want a tip on finding the right swimsuit, all you have to do is go to stylebakery.com, and you're <laughs> sure to find out that a well-placed cutout or a deep, vic, uh, a deep V neckline can be a flattering visual on any style, any shape or size. So for more tips on what kind of swimsuit you should get, go to stylebakery.com. But, Rebecca, for playing along tonight and for being such a good sport and, and sharing a dressing room with Suzanne Summers, I'm going to tell you what you won tonight. You have won a free pair of lipo-in-the-box, high-waisted, capri-style tights to flatter your figure. They're very popular shapewear, and they're recommended by many bariatric support groups. You've won a New Naturals gift basket and New Naturals All-Star, with New Naturals All-Star Recipe Collection, a one-year free subscription to Diabetes Health Magazine, the essential resource for people living with diabetes. Uh, diabetes Self-Management has given you a copy of their popular book, The Best Ever Tips, plus an assortment of their pamphlets from food, functional foods to best-ever home-style desserts and best-ever money-saving tips. 
Plus, you've won a $50 gift card to VitaZest Water, vitamin-enriched, flavored, diabetes-friendly water with no carbs, no calories, and no sugar, and an AccuCheck Avia uh, blood glucose meter, and it's all being packaged for you in a beautiful Divabetic tote bag. Now, tell me, Rebecca, what radio game show makes you feel like a diva? Divabetic Diva Stock Radio! <laughs> thank you. And thank Yay. you, Angel, for being a part of that. <laughs> this is usually... Um, a great time. Hello, you're on Diva Talk Radio. Hello? It's lighting up with a 323 number. Uh, Los Angeles, Jeff Jones, are you on the line? I'm here. Hi, how are you tonight? I'm very good, thank you. You know, uh, Jeff, Rebecca looks a lot like one of my favorite artists, and we're celebrating her uh, memory and paying tribute to her tonight, Tina Marie. And I know you've worked with her in the past as a celebrity makeup artist. Is that true? Uh, yeah, back in back in the day, I I did one of her first album covers, Irons in the Fire. And so, so that was how long ago was that? Oh God, I don't know. Long time ago. Were you surprised <laughs> to find out that she wasn't uh, African American? Yes, I was. I had all my, um, because her first album, she had no picture on the album cover. And I had heard her music, and I just knew she was a an R&B black woman. And I put out all my brown foundation, and here comes a little um, little Jewish girl walking in the door. And I was like, okay, let me get out some other colors. <laughs> so for all those Tina Marie fans out there, and Rebecca, oh, here comes another caller. Hello, you're on Diva Talk Radio. Hi, Max. Hi, Winston Kerr. This is our celebrity makeup artist, also from Los Angeles. And Winston, you're a huge Tina Marie fan, aren't you? Yes, I am. What's your favorite song by Tina Marie? Uh, my favorite song has to be Behind the Groove. I remember as a young man back in London what this song meant to me. It was such a huge hit for me. And for all of us in London, she was such a great, great disco star to begin with, who we then realized was a soulful songstress. I love it. So not only did she cross over in America, she also crossed over to overseas and came to Europe, and everyone in Europe was a big fan, too. I love the song um, Square Biz. That's one of my favorite by Tina Marie. Yes, I love that song, too. Now, uh, Winston, you're going to give us some next in a couple shows. You're going to give us some posing tips. But right now, Jeff, you're going to tell me what kind of lipstick would inspire the Tina Marie to come out in every woman who wants to be the Ivory Queen of Soul. Well, um, a color that I think works for a lot of women is kind of a rose-ish shade, and I found a really nice one by Revlon Color Burst, and it's called Soft Rose, and it's kind of a you know pop of color without being too too strong, which most women feel really comfortable, you know, wearing. So, Great. Well, thank you for that tip. And thank you, Winston, for joining the show. And again, Rebecca, thank you for participating in Diabetes Numerology. It's time to meet another special diva, Mama Rose Marie. She's part of my monthly segment called How to Mother Your Diabetes to help you continue to stay healthy and upbeat about your care. This is Mama Rose Marie. Oh, you're And there, I'm Mama. ready to give you my tip. <laughs> How are you doing tonight, Mom? I'm doing really well, thank you. Well, thank you for joining the show, and I know your tip has a lot to do with New Year's because you just had a birthday on January 2nd, so what's your tip this month? Well, my tip this month is how to have confidence in yourself. Um, many of us never realize the harm we do by not being confident and not believing in our capability. 
But one simple way to become more positive in the new year is to list out all those positive qualities that you possess. You realize that you have more qualities than you thought, more of those good qualities. If you think that you lack confidence, investigate why. See what those where you are not feeling confident about yourself. One good thing that I have is when I go to exercise class, my just before the end of our exercise class, our instructor tells us to take, wrap our arms around ourselves, gives ourselves a pat in the back, tell us how good we were for coming to our exercise class. Now, if people do that all the time, they will realize that they have a lot more good qualities. When they take their medicine, give yourself a a pat on the back. When you have a good meal, give yourself a pat on the back. When you do a little exercise like I do, give yourself a pat on the back. That will help you appreciate all that you feel that you have done good for the day. So I hope everybody tries to do this, and I hope that everyone has a wonderful and healthy 2011. Thank you. You're welcome. And now, Mom, I think I've got a mailbag. There it is. There's a sound effect for the mailbag. And I think Stan, the announcer man, just joined me. Hello, Stan. Hey, how are you? How are you tonight? You've been getting a lot of deliveries, haven't you, lately at DivaBetics? We just got a shipment from uh, uh, socks, and we've got uh, three colors and crew socks and ankle socks. And we also got crystal lights, so we're ready to uh, get these uh, items out to our divas. Great. So I know the socks were compliments of Dr. Scholl's. And you've got a couple announcements you have tonight, right, Dad? Yes. I've got three picks that I would like to pass on. My number three pick is a doctor that I like to watch on TV, and that's Dr. Oz. And I especially like the 11-week Move It or Lose It challenge. My number two pick is the new season of American Idol, which starts January 19th. Did you know that Judge Randy Jackson is living with type 2 diabetes and the season ninth contestant, Crystal Bowersock, is living with type 1? And my number one pick is Diva Batic View, also on uh, January 19th at Beth Israel Medical Center in New York. And you are a part of the show in Philadelphia, so you know all about the view. And I love that you just got your own drum roll. I don't even get that. Thanks, Dad, for being a part of the show tonight. I'm going to pass the MOA right now and give you a few shout-outs out to some of the people in our community. First, it's time to announce our new instant winner, courtesy of Diabetes Health Magazine, Cindy Burks from Anderson, Indiana. I'm passing the MOA to you. If you're listening, you're an instant winner of a one-year free subscription to Diabetes Health Magazine. And anyone could be a winner if they email me at mrdivabetic at gmail.com. Plus, we're celebrating our fourth anniversary of the Cleveland Diva Coaching Sessions in Cleveland, Ohio, with the Diabetes Association of Greater Cleveland. And we're getting ready to kick off our newest chapter of the Diva Club in Philadelphia. And lastly, uh, yesterday I had the good uh, fortune of talking to one of my favorite diva pals, Mother Love. I was a guest on her radio show. But that's about as much divas as I could get into one uh, one evening's program. So I want to thank all my guests for being a part of the show tonight. That includes Jessica, Judy, and Janice, Mama Rosemary, Stan the Announcer Man, Jeff Jones, and Winston Kerr. Plus, I'd like to say thank you to Crystal Light, Dr. Scholl's, Vita Zest, Nutrisystem, New Naturals, Cabot, Cabot Cheese, 
Diabetes Health Magazine, AccuCheck, Myabetic, Pumpware, Diabetes Self Management, Sugar Crush, Lipo in a Box, and Underology for supporting the Divabetic community. If you've missed any of our past Diva Talk radio shows, please feel visit divabetic.org and click on the radio button or download us for free on iTunes. And go to our blog, visit Facebook group, and follow us on Twitter. Now remember, every diva has an entourage. This is Mr. Divabetic saying, I'm so glad to be part of yours. Let's get happy and stay healthy together. Moving on. Are you ready to dance with us, baby?